Well, welcome back to the Ignite Your Legacy podcast. Uh, this is Tim Michalachik, and today we are talking about how we're leading our sons. It's such an honor to have a family and kids, sons or daughters, and we're we're called to lead them well. And I go to Philippians where uh, Paul's t- speaking to the church of Philippi and. He's talking about trying to achieve that righteousness, and um, in that he says that I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. We're going to hit the end of our life. Not to be uh, <laughs> too negative here, but everybody's going to, everybody's only on the earth for a certain amount of time, and uh, we need to be ready for when we when we see God and what does that look like how are we leading our sons to be uh, impactful in their race so in that mindset I had a great conversation with a great friend of mine Christopher LaRue and he's agreed to dive into that a little bit so I wanted to he's a great dad he's got uh, he's got twice as many kids at least than I do so uh, he's got a lot more experience uh, and hopefully a lot more knowledge than I. Uh, so he is he is with me today, and I am honored to have him here talking about just that. So hey, Christopher. Hey man, thanks for having <laughs> me. And yeah, we have a we have a bang of kids, and yeah, I don't know that, that makes me why is it just maybe busy. Yeah, I lean on my wife a lot. God bless me with a with a fantastic woman that amen manages it all well. Yeah, so. Man, what an honor! And man, I, out of the gate, I just want to acknowledge that I don't have it all together. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I like to say is the joy is in the journey. Yeah. And it's a journey, and we're all on this road together. And uh, some of us may be farther down the road than others. Yeah. But um, as we talk about stuff, man, I just encourage everybody to think about where you're at on the road, right? And where that road's going, and just find just that joy and the journey. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, um, my wife and I were bless her heart. She, uh, she brought a book to mind and, you know, like, yeah, let's do that. So she got it and, and we opened it up. It's actually by Francis and Lisa Chan and, uh, it's called better together. Hmm. And I can't really speak to the book cause we haven't read it read it yet or yeah. still in the process and in fact that first day we we barely made it through the forward <laughs> <laughs> and so um yeah we didn't even get into the meat of the book but francis was talking at that time about just life and how really we don't have marriage problems we don't mm. really have relational problems we have yeah. god problems yeah and uh and our issues or our lack of God in our lives manifests itself as marriage problems. And sure. It manifests as relational problems. Yeah. And so, theoretically, we could fix all those things with time with God. And he went on to kind of elaborate in that idea and kind of further it to the fact that he, as a husband, is responsible for his wife. And in that, 
that one day he'll stand before God, the judge, yeah. God, and so will his wife. Yeah. And is he preparing her hmm. for that day? And that is where it hit me. Yeah. Because I'm I'm married. I have seven kids. Yeah. There's eight people, including <laughs> that's your, myself. That you're responsible for. That yeah, that yeah. God has blessed me with this mantle to carry and no pressure. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um so how do I do that? Right. Am I preparing them to meet God, to stand in his throne room before the Almighty? Yeah. And the the real answer is no, I'm not. That's okay. It's the joys and the journey. Yeah. Right? Right. And so I just, man, God smashed me upside the head mm-hmm. and I I was weeping. And so it got me thinking, what is this? What what is it supposed to be? Where am I going? What am I doing? What do I do with this thing that Francis Chan just handed me or God used him to communicate to me? And so I, I started asking myself, what does the throne room look like? Yeah. You know, it's proven that one out of one man dies, right? So right. we are guaranteed, the scriptures guarantee that we're going to stand before the Almighty. And so as a man, I looked to scripture and there's a few dudes in scripture that actually got to see the throne room. And... um Isaiah recounts his in in chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. And when he's there, he's seen God. And there's other stuff there. So you guys go back and read that. But, But Isaiah then goes on and says, Then I said, It's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. So here's Isaiah a prophet of God, and he's cursing himself hmm. after he sees God. Ezekiel, in chapter uh, 1, verse 28, um, you know, we're, we're skipping through some stuff, so you guys go back and read that, but it says, all around him was a glowing halo like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. Wow! This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me, and when I saw it, I fell face down on the ground. Yeah. Boom. Right. Okay. So he, he, do? He, heard, he hears the voice. He sees the throne mm-hmm. and he falls down on his face. John in Revelation 1, 17 says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. Yeah. But he laid his hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. So Jesus touches him. But when he sees him, he just falls down like a dead falls man. Out. So yeah. what am I going to do? Right. What am I in? And, <laughs> and so, you know, um, Casting Crowns wrote a song. Was it Casting Crowns? Uh, no, no. It was um, Mercy Me. I'm sorry. Mm. But I have the lyrics here. It's uh, I Can Only Imagine it's a song. I know what song yeah. it is. Sure. Um, Mercy Me. I think they made a movie too. Yeah. Um, it says, I can only imagine what it'll be like when I walk by your side and I can only imagine what my eyes would see when your face is before me. And I can only imagine surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence or to my knees? Will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? 
And, yeah. Right. What will we do? And so, with all this in mind, so we're talking about the throne, and we're talking about this awe and fear and craziness. Then, how do I prepare my kids for that? Right. How do I prepare my wife for that? Because you're just trying to think about, wrap your brain around how you're going to... Right. And so, but then how do I package it so I can share it with other... Here's what you do. See? Right? Yeah. So, action steps. (laughs) First, second, third. Right. I really think it, you know, it kind of comes down um, to preparing them or discipling them or walking through their life and... And so when I was thinking about it, I, it really brought me back to this meme that I saw, um, a long time ago and it still rings true. And uh, it, it, this is another one of those things that just two by four, right? Mm. Across the forehead. But basically the meme says that the way we speak to our kids mm-hmm. becomes their inner voice. Mm. And I mean, if I'm honest, my inner voice is not healthy. It's, yeah. it's something that I have to battle all the time yeah and how Mm. do i change that how do i how do i give my kids a healthy inner voice and and i really think that is patience yeah and so i'm going back to francis's book and i'm thinking about what he said and how we don't have relational problems we have god problems yeah and so in order to give my kids a healthy voice in order to prepare them to speak to themselves well so that they can prepare themselves to meet the maker. And you know, this is just, it's a snowball. It's a, this is the marathon that we, we run with this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I, I don't know. Yeah. But the patience comes back to you, comes back to me. Right. And it also comes back to my inner voice. Right. And how I handle myself is going to be how I handle my kids. And I want to prepare them to handle their kids well, or other people around them. Sure. And so, so um, where do you get that patience from? There's another analogy I want to throw in here, and it has to do with a motor. You know, a motor's the heart of a machine. Sure. But inside the motor is oil. Okay. And so you have oil in the crankcase, and oil, what does it do? It lubricates the motor. It allows it to function well. Well, really what it's doing is it's protecting the motor from itself. Yeah. And... It's protecting it from contaminants that might get into the motor. It's absorbing those and mm. carrying those to the filter or wherever it goes in order for the motor to keep functioning. Sure. Right? Yep. And so patience, I think, is to the human like oil is to the motor. And I think the only way we get patience, really, I mean, that's the one thing we don't want to ask for. We don't want to pray, God, right. give, me, give patience. me patience. Because <laughs> yeah, here it comes, man. Yeah. Man, through the ringer we go. Right. Um, right. But I, I think that more importantly, the more time we spend with God, mm. the more long-suffering we become willing to be, Yeah, which translates to patience. Right. And the more patient we are, the more we are going to bring God into every scenario, especially when we're disciplining and discipling our kids in that heated moment yeah. when we tend to say the dumb thing. Right. That we regret. The hurtful thing. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that they're yeah. going to carry... Uh-huh. And need to deal with later. Right. So patience helps us mm. not do that. It helps us to bring the Holy Spirit into that, to bring Jesus with us as we go. And and so with that, you know, I mean, 
let's face it, I like to do fun things. Yeah. In fact, we've been mountain biking a couple of times. That's right. And That's I, right. I bought a mountain bike, and I'm excited about my mountain bike. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to go get on it and to bring or call other people. Because I found out you right. had one. I'm like, dude, yeah. let's go let's ride. Go, yeah. <laughs> when are we going? And so I, yeah. the same thing proves true when I spend time with God. Yeah. And I rest in his presence. And it's not the doing and the going and the checkbox. It's actually just you get being, excited about it. Being still. Yeah. 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 Then yeah. then it, it becomes contagious. Yeah. And I want to bring other people into that. That's good. I want to bring my kids into that because I feel the life that I get, you know, yeah. from being at the throne. It's funny because you just you, you're talking about that mountain biking and we just recently figured that out about each other and we just recently started doing that a couple different times here now and I've shown my son some video from you know the footage we take on the mountain bike bike trails and uh, he got excited about it and he said dad when when can I go I've never been yeah I just took him two days ago we we went to Bluff Creek that's it you know and he loved it he ate it up right so because he wanted what I had he wanted that excitement that I had for mountain biking. Right. So can I have that same excitement? You know, how do I, how do I carry the same excitement for Christ that he can, can he see that? Yeah. And the answer how can is I amplify yes. That? Yes. I, need to, I need to get that. <laughs> right. Right. And so I, awesome. I find for myself that that time doesn't exist. Yeah. And I can't make that time. But what I can do is I can shelf all the other stuff. Yeah. And just be still. That's good. And that is so hard to do. And I fail, honestly, more often than I feel like I succeed. Sure. But, you know, just that time with God, then he infuses me with who he is. My cup is full. And so when I get bumped, when something happened, what spills out is what is there is God. Yeah. And then I get excited about him and the things of him and what he's doing, whether it's hard Mm. or not. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, my kids see that. My wife sees that. And there's just life there. That's good. That's life. Yeah. And so back to the throne room and just this mysterious awe of things that we're going to see. And what, how do we prepare for that? Right. Yeah. So we've talked about this whole lifelong journey of inner speak and, and patience and bringing God into all that. And, mm. and you know, I just, I want to go back to... Genesis 5. And in Genesis 5 is the genealogy of Noah. Sure. And it says that God made man and he made man in his image and mm-hmm. man went on and made more in his image, right? And yeah. so it starts out, and I'm going to skip a lot here um, because it's really long, but you guys go read it. Um, so basically what it says is there was a man and that man lived and had kids and died. And died. Right? So I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to blow through this and skip a few verses, but basically it says when Adam was 130, when Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image. He named him Seth. Adam lived 930 years and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. And then Seth lived 912 years and then he died. Mm-hmm. When Enosh was 90, he became the father of Canaan. And Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Canaan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalalel. 
when Mahalalel, you know, he did all this stuff, but Canaan lived 910 years, and then he died. And when Mahalalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. And Mahalalel lived 895 years, and then he died. And when Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. And Jared lived 962 years, and then he died. And there's a theme here. Man, you know, was born... Mm-hmm. You know, he had the son, you know, and there's this person, and then lived so long, and then he died, and then he died, and then he died, and then he died. But then it comes to Enoch. And Enoch was 65 years old. He became the father of Methuselah. And after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another mm-hmm. 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. And But the narrative changes with Enoch. And Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Hmm. And then one day he disappeared for God took him. God took him. He didn't just die. He didn't die. God took him. You know, he's one of the, one of two people in the Bible that, that there's no death record. He didn't die. And it goes on and there's, there's a man and blah, blah, blah. And he died. He died. He died. But with Enoch, it's different. Because he walked with God. Because he walked with God. Right. 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 And so when Enoch walked into the throne room, yeah, I imagine that it was just another day with God in yeah. a different place. Yeah. Because why? Sure. Because he He's walked used to seeing him. with God. That's he was, right. He was right yeah. there anyway. Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, we're going here? Cool. Let's go. Yeah. It, yeah. That's man. good. So I think, how do we prepare our sons? How do we prepare our daughters? How do we prepare our wives? How do we prepare ourselves to walk into mm. the throne room and stand behind, stand before the maker of all things, yeah, the mighty and righteous judge. And I think we just walk with walk him. With God. It's a discipline of walking with God and receiving that patience so that we can lead them well on a daily basis. That's it. That's good. It's, it's so simple. It is. It's so hard to do. <laughs> it is. So I pray wow. that we can just shelf our humanity. Yeah. Right. And invite God in. Yeah. And remember the fact that the joy is in the journey. Amen. And we're going to fail. We're going to like hit roadblocks and hard things and get derailed. But the thing is, is that the Father is gracious. Amen. And He longs for that relationship for us, like Enoch. Yeah. And so we just have to go back, get on the road, start the journey over. Mm. And just say, God, come into this day. Dude. And rest in his presence. Yeah. Know that he is God. Yeah. And um, be still. Be still. <laughs> right. Be still. Seek first the kingdom of God, right? Matthew six thirty three. Yeah. And everything else gets added. That's good, man. That's it. That's, That's all I got. Super simple. Super simple. But wow. Two by yeah. four to the forehead. That's really good. Man, that is a great reminder and just a great outline of, you know, and just make, you know, having that discipline. It's, it's something that's, it's achievable. And if it's just small steps in your life today that, you know, you got to start just carving out maybe 15 minutes a day, you know, and if you can get away and, and actually have a, a day where you're out in nature or whatever it is, wherever you feel filled or get filled from God, man, that just, that just really resonates over your whole family. So that's that's awesome, man. That's really cool. Appreciate the word, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe and, 
and like the podcast, and uh, we will catch you on the next episode of Ignite Your Legacy.